I will um, share some details about um, uh, some important things that are coming up in the future of, of, of Freshwater. And um, I'll just kind of start. For those of you that are new, I'll just share kind of a history of how we got here. And then um, after that, you know, we'll kind of work into um, some stuff about the land that we've purchased and, and building on it and whatnot. So Freshwater is about three and a half years old. Um, started really as a Bible study in a living room that was started specifically to eventually um, become a fully functional autonomous church. Um, it was started also with a geographic um, significance and that the, the, the individual that started that Bible study, Rick Hedger, one of our elders here, um, he looked at Jefferson City and kind of the south side of Jefferson City. So what we, we would see is the south side of 54 as well as the south side of um, uh, Ellis, that whole part of town, including Blair Oak School District, there are about 17,000 people that live in that part of town. And at the time, there was no evangelical church. So if you were Catholic, you had a church to go to, or if you're mainline Protestant, you had a church that you'd fit right in. But as far as an evangelical church, there, was, there wasn't one present. So um, the idea was that we were going to plant a church um, in that 17,000 people. There are lots of churches all over town, but that was kind of a part of town that had grown quite a bit, but unfortunately churches hadn't been started. So um, we're meeting originally on Wednesday nights and then Sunday mornings at Calvary Lutheran High School on B Highway, headed into Wardsville. I'm very thankful that the, the Lord allowed us to meet there. And then um, we've been meeting here. We are two years into a three-year lease. So we've been here for just a little bit over two years, and we're very thankful for, for this facility and um, that God has provided it for us. But it became pretty obvious fairly quickly that um, this facility was not going to last as long as we originally thought that it was going to last. Um, as you look around, um, th- the first service was much more full than this one. And, um, you know, um, we just knew that, hey, we're going to have to have a plan to scoot skedaddle out of here eventually. And started praying about that and eventually settled on a piece of property that is really just over the hill from here. So if you get on B Highway headed south into Wardsville, it's that first stoplight. That's the intersection of B Highway and Lorenzo Green and Tanner Bridge where it all comes together. And we settled on making an offer on a, a corner right there. So 22 acres we ended up purchasing this last year um, when we first cast that vision to the church. You know, I was thinking, well, you know, we'll throw that vision out there. And um, $250,000 was the price tag that we settled on, which was significantly less than what they'd been asking. And I thought, you know, we might raise, you know, a couple, you know, 50 grand or something, and then we'll take out a loan for the rest and we'll pay this off for the next three years or five years so that eventually down the road we can plan on building a facility. Um, but y'all gave too much money and um, shame on you. So um, when that came around at the end of the year to close on that, we um, raised at that point, I think, 270000 and now another $10,000 or $20,000 just came on top of that. So yeah, so good job, good job. So um, then right there in December, we got to close on that property, that 22 acres, um, debt-free with an excess of you know 30000 or so at this point in that same account. So what happened there was I thought... Remember, in my mind, we'll be paying this land off for three years, five years, whatever, and I don't have to worry about all this building stuff for that long. And maybe Jesus will come back, and I just never have to worry about it, okay? Praise God. But, um, but because you all gave so much money, um, decided we need to start looking into moving into a permanent facility on that land. So I kind of bring you up to date on what that has looked like. We haven't shared a lot of details about that because there's been a lot of details to get together to finalize some things. So I'll just kind of run through some of the things that you need to know. Number one, we've secured financing. 
So um, I say that we've secured financing. We don't know exactly how much the building is going to cost, but we have a rough guess according to an architect, and um, we've got several banks in town that have offered us loans, and they say we very much qualify by their standards to, to, to handle that. So we're thankful for that. We're still trying to decide exactly which bank we're going to go with, but that's a praise God thing and that um, we've got that pretty much lined out. And when I say that we've secured financing, I will just remind you, if we haven't had this discussion in the past, um, if you and I haven't, that the, whatever building we throw up is going to be very similar to this building. So we're not talking about the Taj Mahal. We're not talking about, you know, a lot of really nice church buildings in town. We're not talking about that. We're talking about um, boring, pretty boring, okay? Amen for boring concrete floors, probably open ceilings, you know, metal building, something relatively cheap for for us. And um, also, you know, that's just a result of what I personally believe about buildings. Um, you know, I don't believe that a building has to be anything fancy. I believe it's a place for us to gather on the Lord's Day and to help us accomplish our mission. But ultimately, um, it's not... You are the temple, by the way. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God lives in you. God, does, God no longer dwells in buildings. Um, so, you know, we don't look at buildings like that. We look at it, you know, as a place for people to gather. Um, we have also agreed on an architect. We've signed an architect. His name is Ross Williams. He's in Springfield, Missouri. The, the, one of the reasons that we decided on him was, well, a couple things. He's designed between 30 and 40 churches in his life. And then also he has worked a lot with um, volunteer teams. So I say that to say that we also have a man named Leighton Clemens who you will be meeting one day. And Leighton's ministry is that he's a retired electrician and general contractor. And since retirement, he and his wife travel. I bet you, you might know Leighton. Yeah. Um, he and his wife travel all across the state and really all across the country sometimes leading construction processes for churches and specifically does it volunteer, completely volunteer. So what he'll do is when the time comes for us to begin this building process, he will move to Jefferson City, he and his wife, and he will live here from probably Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening to Thursday night, something like that. And he will be leading the volunteer teams that come in from all over the state and really all across the country to to help build the building. So there are certain things that we'll have to hire out to be professionally done. So, for example, concrete you'll have to hire out. The in-ground plumbing you'll have to hire out. The HVAC you'll probably have to hire out. But there are a lot of other things where there are teams who are, let's say, they're retired union electricians who they plan on, or maybe not even retired yet, they plan on taking one week of vacation every year where they go and specifically help a church. So they might, we might have a team come from Alabama who's going to take care of the plumbing. And then a team from, you know, who knows where, Florida, that comes to throw up the metal building. You know, they're, they're, they're specific for whatever area that they work in. And it will be Layton's job to coordinate those teams. And when they're, by the way, volunteer teams. So Layton is volunteer, and those teams are volunteer as well. And it'll be his job to coordinate those teams, make sure they're here, make sure they have the supplies so that they can get here and hit the ground run. Now, that does not mean that there is not plenty of work for you to do. As a matter of fact, when we do bring Leighton in, Leighton's going to stand up here and he's going to say there are a lot of expectations for you as the church. So for example, that includes feeding all these people that are coming in to offer their labor for free. It includes sometimes going in at night and at least cleaning up the job site. There are all different times, uh, all different 
kinds of ways that you're, you are going to be serving as we proceed through that building process. So we are currently waiting on survey and um, some site work to be done and some numbers some means and bounds and all the different stuff that the architect needs. And then after the architect gets that information, he can begin planning the building and working with the geological engineer to decide exactly where it's going to lay and where the parking lot and all of that stuff. But here's the deal. He anticipates that all of that should be done, including the city saying, yeah, you can go ahead and proceed with your plans by something around mid-July-ish, which means that mid-July-ish or late-July-ish, we could be potentially, if everything goes perfectly, breaking ground, um, which is really exciting. So we're looking at summertime, most likely, is when we will be breaking ground. And if everything goes perfectly, we could potentially be in this building by Christmas, by Christmas of this year, which you realize is right around the corner year before you know it. Now, that's a perfect date. If everything goes perfectly, um, it could actually be, you know, Easter of 2018, which really is not very far away either. So um, it's going to fall around somewhere around that, you know, Christmas, Easter, something. But I'll tell you what, for those of you that have been here any length of time whatsoever, we've been here two years and two months, and it has flown by absolutely flown by. And I'm sure that, you know, this next year is only going to fly by quicker with everything that's going to be going on. So there are a couple things that I want to share with you about this, and then I'll pray and we will, um, we will be done. Um, uh, well, let me just kind of, kind of say it like this. Um, there are, uh, as I think about the history of freshwater, I've seen God provide for this church like a thousand times over. Like I, I stand up here and I give these talks and I talk about this kind of stuff and some people say, well, you seem like you don't have any passion when it comes to this. It's just like, it's not really that. It's just that I've seen this over and over and over that there is zero, like zero amount of doubt in my mind or in my heart that all of this is going to come together, that it's all going to work out perfectly to the glory of God and that God will have us in that facility um, whenever he wants to. Having that been said, let's talk about money for a second. Um, right now, with current income, um, and Shasta knows this, and those of you that have joined the church know this, if you've been here long and you get those financial statements, we have seen great increase in the financial giving of y'all. And that has funded our mission work, our ministry in Jefferson City, throughout the world. Um, I've been so thankful to see your obedience in giving to the work of the ministry here at the church. We can right now afford what is likely going to be um, a payment on $900,000 or maybe a million dollars. We can right now afford that payment barely, barely. Um, So with that having been said, um, here's what I'm looking for through the end of the year. We have plans to, in the next two years, hopefully sooner than that, plant a church in California, Missouri, Um, We're starting a partnership with Children's Hope Chest in Guatemala. We've got other international partnerships that are in the works that I haven't shared a lot of details with you about. We've got things going on in Jefferson City. that All of those demand financial resources, don't they? So so here's what I would would not be willing to take on the building of a building and the payment of a building if we had to sacrifice ministry because ministry and our mission is a thousand times more important than any building, all right? So that's that's absolutely not what we're, we're looking to do. What I'm looking to do, what I want to encourage you to do is I want you to think about being one of 20 new giving units that comes on board with Freshwater through the end of the year. Now, let me explain what that looks like. Like I said, we could afford that building 
right now, just barely. But um, if we would have 20 new giving units come on within the next 10 months, that would provide us plenty of cushion to pay off the building sooner, to continue in our mission, to continue in planning to plant a church in California, all of those things. So when I say a giving unit, a giving unit sounds a little impersonal, but let me tell you what that means. That means that a giving unit might be one single person who says, you know what, I haven't really given to the church at this point, you know, it's never really been on my radar, but now because I see the need and I see how quickly the church is growing and the way that God is blessing this church, I'm going to come on board and from this point on, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, Josh, that I'm going to be one of your 20 new giving units. Now, you don't have to tell me how much you're going to give. You don't have to do that at all. It'll be, up, it'll be between you and the Lord. You can give your 10%, your tithe, like Shasta and I do, like so many the rest of you do, or you can start at 5%. If you've never really given before the church, that's completely between you and Jesus. You don't have to tell me how much that's going to be. It, a giving unit could also be a couple who has come to Freshwater, and you're thinking, you know what, I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of what God is accomplishing in this church and has accomplished in the last three years. So um, guess what? We as a couple are now going to come on board as one of your 20 giving units. So a giving unit can look a little bit differently, but, but really to provide us some cushion and really be prepared for the financial burden of what this building is going to cost us, we need about 20 new giving units to come on board by the end of the year. Now, having said that, after the first service, um, we had a, I'm not going to give their names, but we had a young couple here at Freshwater that's been coming you know, for a couple months, and we're very thankful for them, getting to know them. And um, they texted my wife and said, hey, we're going to be one of your new giving units. We haven't, we, we want to do that. So you're going to, you need to act quickly is what I'm telling you. If you want to get in on this, you need to not wait, okay? This is going to fill up. It's a one-time deal. It's only offered for so long, um, 10 months specifically, okay? And if we get to 20 and then you come in and be 21, I'm going to tell you it's too bad and you're going to have to keep your money. But... Um, but that's what I will, that's what I will tell you. We're looking for 20, so maybe you want to come to me after the service today, or maybe you want to email me this week, you want to call me, text me, or whatever. No numbers, just say, Josh, we want to be one of your new giving units, and we're going to allow God to provide in that way. I'm going to tell you one more thing, and then I'm going to pray, and we are going to be out for the day. This building, whatever it looks like, as plain Jane as it may be, or as proud as we may be once we eventually enter it, it is matters not one iota apart from our mission. Do you understand that? Not even a little bit. Whatever building this is, if the Lord tarries, it will crumble. It will crumble. It will fall down. It will burn, whatever. It doesn't matter. The only reason that a building for us to move into matters is because it's either going to A, not help us in our mission of making disciples, or B, it is going to help us in our mission of making disciples. I've come to the conclusion that I think it is going to help us in our mission of disciples, as I know that most of you, maybe all of you have as well. So I want you to remember that we do not ever want this to get to the point, no matter how proud you might be at one point, you'd be able to say, I was invested in this for so long, or whatever. I don't want it to ever get to the point where it's an idol for you. You know, it doesn't matter. People matter. Your neighbors matter. Your coworkers matter. Your spouse matters. Your children matters. That's the only reason that any of this matters, okay? So I'm going to pray for us, and after I pray, we'll be dismissed for the day. And if you've got any questions about this or, or comments or um, jokes as well, I love funny jokes or whatever you want to do, you can just email me, Joshua at, no, I should have given Brooks, Brooks at freshwaterjc. <laughs> Joshua at freshwaterjc.com. By the way, Mitch, wherever Mitch is, thank you, Mitch, so much for leading this week. Um, hey, right there is Mitch. Thank you so much for leading, and um, Brooks got another week off, so we're very thankful for you, Mitch, and um, 
and Katie for sacrificing your husband today on the Lord's Day. So 